Hello to you. Welcome to Coin Market Recap on Thursday, the 20th of October. I'm Connor Sefton with Coin Market Caps, easy to understand look at the top crypto stories. And we've got a busy show for you today. Coming up, a panel of experts make Bitcoin price predictions for 2022 and 2025. Voyager customers find out how much money they'll get back if FTX's acquisition is approved. A group of terror investors reveal that they're trying to track down Do Kwon. Kyle Roche quits the law firm he co-founded months after embarrassing videos of him were published. Ronaldinho faces a backlash after endorsing a questionable altcoin on Twitter and why Unstoppable Domains has been forced to stop offering .coin addresses. Give our show a follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify and Google Podcasts, and you can get in touch with me on Twitter as well. I'm at Connor Sefton. Coin Market Recap. Bitcoin has barely moved over the past 24 hours. It's up by 0.1% at the time we're recording this. The world's biggest cryptocurrency has been trading in a really tight range, bouncing around between $18,971 and $19,280. By my maths, that's a range of about $310. And a new Bloomberg Intelligence report says it may be a matter of time before Bitcoin starts outperforming most asset classes once again. Mike McGlone has long been a bullish voice on crypto, and he says it's encouraging that Bitcoin has managed to avoid falling below $19,000 for long periods of time. He thinks rising demand and adoption, coupled with declining supply, means prices should continue to rise over time but admits there will be bumps in the road along the way. Meanwhile, a finder panel of 55 fintech and crypto experts is predicting that Bitcoin will be worth $21,300 by the end of 2022, skyrocketing to $79,100 by 2025. Big news for Voyager customers now. A new court filing suggests that if FTX's acquisition is approved, customers who remain frozen out of their accounts will receive 72% of their funds. And this could increase if ongoing efforts to recover funds from Three Arrows Capital succeed. You'll remember that Voyager crashed into bankruptcy after 3AC defaulted on a $660 million loan. FTX won a highly competitive auction last month to swoop up Voyager Digital's assets in a $1.4 billion deal. But a new arrangement approved by a bankruptcy judge means Voyager can abandon this deal if a higher offer comes along. The FTX takeover cannot be finalised until Voyager's bankruptcy payout plan has been approved, and that might not happen until December. Meanwhile, a former executive at Celsius Network, another bankrupt crypto lender, certainly has landed on his feet. Aaron Iovine has secured a new job in a pretty unexpected place, JP Morgan Chase. Why is it so surprising? Well, because this is what JP Morgan's CEO, Jamie Dimon, thinks about Bitcoin. I'm a major skeptic on crypto tokens, which you call currency, like Bitcoin. They are 
decentralized Ponzi schemes, and, and the notion that's good for anybody is unbelievable. So we sit here in this room and talk about a lot of things, but $2 billion has been lost every year, $30 billion of ransomware, AML, sex trafficking, stealing, uh, is it, dangerous. Despite Diamond's reservations, JP Morgan has been hiring a number of crypto specialists recently. Aaron Iovine was head of policy for Celsius, and he'll be taking on a similar role at this US bank. A number of top executives, including CEO Alex Mashinsky, have stepped down from Celsius recently, and Bloomberg Law says Iovine only worked there for eight months. JP Morgan is currently hunting for a highly skilled lawyer to join its digital assets legal team, and they will be tasked with advising on a wide range of regulatory and compliance issues. A group of people who invested in Luna and UST have revealed that they're trying to track down Do Kwon. Some members of the UST Restitution Group believe the Terraform Labs co-founder is in Dubai and are planning to travel there. They told the Financial Times that there's a 50-50 chance of, and I quote here, getting him. The newspaper says the UST Restitution Group has 4,400 members who have been combing the internet for clues on his whereabouts. It's also been suggested that Doquan could be in Azerbaijan, Russia, Mauritius or the Seychelles. On the group's Discord, one member said his days are numbered. Well, in an interview with Laura Shin on the Unchained podcast yesterday, Doquan had explained why he wouldn't reveal his current location. The main reason why I don't want to talk about my location to the media is because when the crash happened in May, there were lots of situations where personal security was threatened, right? And uh, so, for instance, uh, people broke into, you know, my apartment building, even multiple cases in which that was televised across, you know, my home in South Korea, as well as my home in Singapore. Several of these people were reporters and several of these people were just regular people uh, against whom I felt like a fair degree of uh, threats to personal security and privacy. So it's it's not in the interest of, let's say, being on the run or something like that, that I don't want to disclose where I live. It's just that every time the location where I live becomes known, it becomes almost impossible for me to live there. You could argue that this article in the FT adds weight to this argument, and Laura Shin herself has said that it's totally not cool that people are trying to track him down. She urged terror victims to rethink these plans and asked what they would plan to do if they managed to find him. Kyle Roche has left the crypto law firm he co-founded months after he was exposed in embarrassing and secretly recorded videos. Roche Friedman has confirmed the news and has announced that it will now be known as Friedman Normand Friedland. A scandal had broken out back in August after Roche was featured in a CryptoLeaks investigation and was caught on camera saying things like this. The jury just listens to the story. That, the fact that 10 idiots control the flow of all the money that happens in American class actions, American, like, every case. That is what makes the practice of law. 
At the time, Carl Roche said the video clips were highly edited and taken out of context and that he was victim of a deliberate scheme to intoxicate him. He later stepped down from the class action lawsuits that his firm had against a number of crypto companies. But this wasn't enough. Roche Friedman was suing Bitfinex and Tether over allegations of market manipulation, and both companies were successful in arguing that the whole law firm should be ejected from the case. Friedman Norman Friedland says it's focused on continuing to provide clients with top quality representation and wish Kyle the best in his future endeavours. The Brazilian footballing legend Ronaldinho is being criticised after he announced that he was joining a crypto project. In a post to his 21 million followers on Twitter, the 42-year-old said he was delighted to be part of the World Cup Inu family. CoinMarketCap data shows that World Cup Inu rallied after Ronaldinho's tweet went live, surging by 38% in just 15 minutes. It wiped out all of these gains just 12 hours later. The former footballer is being criticised for failing to add the ad hashtag to his tweet, with some sceptics claiming that he could end up facing charges over this endorsement. Others expressed fears that naive investors could end up losing a lot of money. And one crypto sleuth has warned that it's best to stay away from World Cup Inu because of suspicious tokenomics. Finally today, Unstoppable Domains has been forced to stop offering Dotcoin wallets after an unfortunate and pretty funny error. The company had failed to realise that Arrival had actually started offering .com domains all the way back in 2014. Unstoppable says it's had to discontinue these domains because of the risk of naming collisions, as it could cause crypto to be sent to incorrect addresses. Those who bought a .coin address will be given credits that are three times higher than the price they paid for the domain. Unstoppables also reassured users that it has thoroughly researched all of its other top-level domains, including .crypto and .nft, and is confident this won't happen again. Overall, it's a lesson learned, but it just goes to show that unstoppable domains might not be as unstoppable as it would like to think. That's it for today's Coin Market Recap from a very, very rainy London. I don't know whether you can hear the rain behind me. Huh, please do leave us a review if you've enjoyed today's episode. It does help us reach new listeners. There's plenty more crypto news and features on our website over at coinmarketcap.com slash Alexandria. I'm Connor Sefton. Thanks so much for listening. We'll be back with more news tomorrow. Bye-bye for now. <laughs>